idea of growing up. Too many worries, too many thoughts. Eh, who cares? Welcome to Dallas Public Library's Teen Talk IRL, a safe place where teens come to talk about everything. Meet new teens each week with different topics. Teens Talk IRL is for teens by teens. What is said here is of our own opinion and not a reflection of the Dallas Public Library. Okay. Hello everyone, welcome to Teens Talk IRL. My name is Sunshine. Uh, my name is Stink. My name is Sean. I am Alchemy. My name is Jeff. And I'm Jay. On today's episode of Teens Talk IRL, we'll be focused on mental health and self-care. To begin, do any of you have mental health struggles and what triggers these? Um, personally, I struggle a lot with depression. And um, it's the trigger for it usually is a lot of stress. And um, it's mostly school-related stress. Um, and that's really <laughs> all there is to it in terms of triggers and in terms of how I relieve that. It's a whole other story. Um, my depression isn't really as bad as it needs or like as some people, so I wouldn't really need to take medication. So a lot of the times I, uh, I do activities like reading or um unfortunately one of my terrible coping mechanisms is shutting people out <laughs> to make time for myself and reading um and listening to music really helps a lot and i'm a very musical person so that's another coping mechanism anyone else to be honest i don't really have any like major mental issues but i can usually just wait it out me, most of the time and hope it goes away. How do y'all feel about stress in your life? Uh, two years ago, beginning of high school, I was diagnosed with like three types of anxiety, all that, so very anxious person. I get it from my mom. Um, so stress is just like always there. A lot of the times, I kind of just ignore, which is not healthy, don't recommend it. But I mean, like you said, music, I play instruments. So listening to music, writing music, playing music, that's the biggest help for me. Do y'all have someone to talk to, and how do they make you feel? I don't talk to anyone, I'm going to be honest. I've had some, like, mental health cases, and um, sometimes I guess I talk to my school psychologist. But to be honest, he's not really that helpful. <laughs> he tries, but it's, it's not really that helpful, mm -hmm. so there's one thing. Um, I talk a lot to my friends. They usually get me a lot more than the school psychologist does, <laughs> which is weird because he's obviously a professional, right? Yeah. So. Oh, and on that topic, how do you feel as though your friends negatively or positively impact your mental health? I think they're pretty neutral. They don't like bring it down, but they don't bring it up very much. I would kind of agree with that. I feel like there's kind of a stigma around guys and their friends that it's not really a topic that you talk about a lot. And I don't know opposite, but I know in my friend group, you don't really talk about it that much. I have a close friend and it's usually one-on-one. -on -one. You don't really bring it up in a big group setting to talk about. 
Yeah, most of my friends are online, and I guess it's different for me, for like guys and girls, because I'm very open <laughs> to them about my issues, and they're open to me as well about my issues. And rather than one-on-one, -on -one, we usually like to talk about it together to share our experiences and find new um, coping mechanisms and such. For y'all's self-care practices, very broad, very general. Y'all talked about music already. Anyone else? I mean, usually, I can whenever I, I just sleep, and when I wake up, I feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely say avoiding sleep deprivation for me, because my body does not operate when I get a certain amount of sleep. That's not enough for me. So yeah. um, sleep is very important for me. Um, reading also helps. Taking breaks from schoolwork. Yeah. Um. Touching back on like the part where you were talking about like having somebody to talk to, most of the time I don't have somebody to talk to, so I journal a lot because I feel like it's just that's like one of the best coping mechanisms because like I have a bunch of journals and it's like only for me to look at, so I can write anything. It's just like only I know about it, and it helps to get it out because it's not good to keep stuff in. I started journaling in I'm gonna say 2019 because I lost somebody and I don't know how to elaborate on this but um I don't know like my mom she she journaled a lot because she dealt with like a lot of things that I'm dealing with now and so I feel like that's where I get it from and like when I say I journal I write poems and stuff like that I feel like journaling not just for me but for like a lot of people who like find it hard to express themselves in words. I feel like journaling is really good. Have you ever shared your poems with like anyone else or is it just only a you thing? Um, I've shared them with some of my family members, but like most of them was like for me, yeah. Um, next up, <laughs> what is some advice you have for teens that may need? As someone who struggle with a lot of mental issues, um, uh, an advice would be to, I guess, find someone trusted and close to you that you think would, can and would help you with whatever you're going through. Um, I swear, you are not alone. That's, um, even if your mind thinks that you might be or if your brain's trying to convince you otherwise, you are never alone. There will always be someone out there who's trying to help you or who wants to help you. Um, in terms of uh, how to find that someone, uh, if you, I guess, look for people who are in your community or who are, um, who you constantly surround yourself with, that would greatly help. Um, I would like to say that in certain communities, I know mental health is more stigmatized than in others. Um, and I would like to just tell you that being Having mental illness does not make you weak. So many people deal with it and just don't show it. So just keep that in mind. As they just said, you are never alone. Um, there's always someone. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd agree. Um, reaching out, like she said, it doesn't make you weak. And no matter how much you think people will think that, they will not. So reach out. It is much, much better for you. How do you feel like your mental health journey has progressed or digressed? as you've grown older? I mean, with the new stresses that I have now, it's definitely digressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm very not very excited about going on to the next year of my school life, as I would say it. Um, uh, it's thinking about school in general has made me extremely, um, I guess, I don't know how to word it, but it's made me ah, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not sure if that's how it is with other people. Um, but I guess that's one of my issues as of now. I, mean, I think I'm very fortunate that I haven't really had any major mental issues. But I feel like as I get older, it might be getting a little worse as I'm you know, looking forward to going to high school and wishing to go to a good university. And I'm always like, stressing about how I'm going to get there. And that's not very good for mental health. Especially with um, the virus in the past two years, it's been affecting like almost everyone um, very negatively, um, especially in causing um, the news around us being constantly negative, um, pushing a very, I guess, I'm not sure if it's how it is for everyone, but it's been a bad outlook on my mental health, so I've been trying to avoid it. <laughs> how do y'all feel as though the rise of social media in the past two years and the increase of like certain narratives has impacted your mental health, if at all? Um, I know social media is kind of very good or very bad, the way I see it. There's a lot of very good people on social media and good accounts posting positive things for mental health, trying to help people. And then a lot of accounts that aren't necessarily, or not accounts, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Places, things, posting things that aren't necessarily trying to negatively affect mental health, but certain images or things that they say can get into a lot of people's heads. So I know mental health, or <clears throat> as far as mental health goes on social media, I try and avoid it and spend as little time on it as possible because it just, it's a lot to take in and process and you end up comparing yourself a lot, I feel like, at least for me, to everybody that you see. Yeah, that's how I sort of feel with my own personal account. Um, I have, I guess I have two different personas in terms of how I show myself on social media. Um, there's one that I want people at school to see and there's one that I want my internet friends to see. Um, it's different for everyone, as you said, but um, on my personal account, usually, I guess it's positive that me social media like Instagram has turned off their likes to, I guess, prevent yourself from comparing like how you do with other people in terms of how many likes you get, mm -hmm. how many follows, and etc. So, so I wonder. Um, I feel like everyone here <clears throat> has like multifaceted aspects to their lives. How do you balance every aspect of your life without becoming like without having a mental breakdown? Essentially, I kind of just like go with the flow, and whatever happens, happens. And I feel like. It's not the best way to do it, but it's the way that works for me the best, I think. I think going it with the flow is, I guess, a good mentality. Um, I see myself going as that as well, um, or with that mentality as well. Um, but of course, there's always some nagging feeling of 
guilt of some sort of just going with the flow? Um, kind of along those lines. I've tried a lot to stop worrying about things that I can't control because that was like a big issue when I was first learned that I had this. So learning all these aspects of my life, it's very much what can I fix right now or what can I do in this moment right now instead of worrying about the future something happened in the past. So trying to focus a lot on what I can't control has helped tremendously. Okay. <clears throat> I just got a question, but I forgot it. Um, I feel like oftentimes our generation is said to be the generation that will improve things or the generation of the future. How do you feel as though, I guess, how do you deal with the pressures that society puts on us, maybe? Um, I would say it's pretty nerve-wracking growing up how we are right now with everything going on around. It's pretty, there's a lot of pressure on us to kind of fix what the people who came before us have kind of dropped on us. Um, and I have faith that we will be able to or find some solutions, but I feel it is very unhelpful when all the adults are like, oh, you guys are going to be the generation that changes it. You guys are going to be all this, this, and that, because it's expectations that are very, very high. The bar is set very high for us, so it's pretty stressful hearing that all the time. I agree. Um, especially since those expectations are like that, mindset in general of us being able or like making us fix things shouldn't be on our plate in the first place mm -hmm. because um well we're still trying to enjoy the last moments of our childhood or um before even going into the real world so that expectation has in a way put a lot of pressure on people um and also uh uh, I guess made us hyper aware of the things going on around us, making it difficult to enjoy even the smallest moments in our lives. So I'm curious, how do y'all feel about the way self-care is portrayed nowadays? Because I feel like especially in the past few years, with the rise of the virus and everything, it's like you need to take care of yourself and everything. How realistic do you think that is, especially with the busyness of your lives, perhaps? And do you think that you have time to take care of yourself? Um, I feel like there are times where um, we get, like, really caught up in, like, school and just dealing with everything that's going on in the world right now that we don't really have the time to, like, actually focus on ourselves and take care of ourselves. Like, from personal experiences, I remember when school first shut down and, like, everybody was locked in the house, and we had to do like virtual school and stuff. I remember that was like the only thing that I focused on. There was never, I never like took the time to be like, I need to go on a walk or I need to like take a nap or something to like regain like, you know, my sanity because it was so stressful. But yeah. I feel like oftentimes there's such a push for continuing to be your best and always doing as well as you possibly can, which is great, but at the same time, oftentimes it's almost as though we lose our humanity in the process of doing that, because it's like, we're, it almost seems as though we're pushed to be these change-making machines instead of humans, and so it's definitely important for me to take breaks. Sometimes I will not get a 100%, and that's totally fine, 
I just need to remember that, okay, I need to take breaks. I need to eat food. I need to sleep enough. And yeah, I need to continue just being a human. Yeah, with the, I guess with the virus and everything, motivation has been really hard for everyone and a lot of people in general. And like, I guess rekindling that sort of motivation is still a struggle for many of us, especially those with um, like mental health issues. Yeah, and above all, I feel as though once we are done with education in this system, we're we're going to have lives after that you know this isn't the only part of our lives but like i was thinking the other day about like how high school is only five percent of our lives and so it's that depending on who you are and how you look at that they could either be a lot or a little bit but to me that's quite a bit and you don't want to spend that five percent of your life just worrying about the future because when does it stop once you get into college it's like oh okay this is just five percent of my life this is just four years i need to like i need to basically whip myself to do better and better and better it's like where does it stop there is no end and so you just need to for me at least i needed to learn how to take control of that and just treat myself like a human like i'm saying that but yeah that's how i feel that's a good point and touching on the ending like treating yourself like a human i feel like at least recently, a lot of the uh, self, self-care routines that I've seen, I guess this is part of social media, it's been very romanticized into big grand gestures that you do for yourself, taking yourself out somewhere, doing stuff, and a lot, I feel like, of self-care is recognizing that sometimes sitting alone, reading a book, or playing music, or listening to music, or doing absolutely nothing is sometimes the best self-care. So remembering that you don't always have to go out and do grand gestures for yourself, but taking time like you said to just be a human and do what you enjoy well other than like your already mentioned um previously mentioned um routines of self-care uh do you guys have any other form of self-care sleep reading eating <laughs> and like yeah just doing regular things i think like i said earlier that's the most important thing is I feel like self-care needs to be a time when you don't feel guilty about anything you're doing. So if your self-care is sitting and sleeping from weird hours of the day or doing nothing and shutting yourself off, you don't need to feel guilty about it at all. And I would also just like to say something. I feel like for our generation, we're it's Teen Talk, Teens Talk IRL, so yes, we are teens. Um, I feel like college admissions is a really big deal for a lot of us. and as college admissions, I keep on getting news in my feed and everything like, oh, Harvard's admission rates is at an all-time low and whatnot. You know, that can be very stressful and it's hard because it's like, on one hand, while you want to be kind to yourself, it's like, okay, will being kind to myself lead to a negative effect for my future? Like, will I not be able to get into college if I'm not doing a million extracurriculars? And so, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I would agree with that. I think being a teen, probably the biggest stress is school, and the thought of definitely college is one of the biggest things. And I feel like a lot of times when you narrow it down, it ends up with you comparing yourself to everybody. And I know one of the hardest things to learn and understand is that it's not fair to compare yourself to everybody. 
because everybody has their own story and everybody presents a front to you that may or may not be their true self. So it's, it's very difficult, but trying your hardest not to compare yourself to the people around you and just to be your own person and be the best version of yourself that you can be is very healthy. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. It's quite difficult, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you definitely do need to realize that you are not the person you're comparing yourself to. You don't have the same background, you don't have the same story, not the same family. You're, like, flex your schedules may not be as flexible, and so you just need to do your best with what you've got and remember to keep, like, treating yourself like a human, as I keep on saying. I'm sorry, it's getting annoying at this point, but yeah. I have one question. Go for it. Um, how do you guys um, feel that your family members contribute to your mental health? Or like, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes okay. a lot of sense, actually. Um, I'm very thankful to have parents who, while they constantly push me to be my best, um, they also would rather have me alive and sane than have me in a, like, college like obviously they want me they want the best for me but they continually want um, emphasize the fact that like you are enough you've done enough you're trying your best it's okay yeah so I'm very thankful for that I think my parents think the same way except I might have like clashing ideas because I want to be the very best but I think they might be okay with me being not the very best and being sane but I just might be trying too hard to try and be the best. That can be very hurtful to my mental health. Uh, I agree with that, that always, uh, that's one problem that I have is I always like try to be like a perfectionist to get everything perfect. And I get that from my mom and we're both like that. And so sometimes you try too hard and then you get frustrated or if you can't succeed in doing it. I feel like in my house, there's somewhat of a disconnect between my mom is more understanding she works with kids so she's a lot more understanding towards mental health my parents are always like you said pushing me to be the best and sometimes it can be very overbearing and I think there's somewhat of a disconnect just in the way how they were raised that they don't understand that there's that pressure and so when it does get to me it's almost it's hard to talk to them about it so unfor it's unfortunate but I don't really ever blame them for it because they don't know any different, really. I would agree to that. Um, unfortunately, my parents, like, um, okay, um, unfortunately, they, um, in terms of mental health, my parents are really in denial of what they believe in. Like, they don't think that mental health issues, um, should be treated with medicine and stuff like that. They have very traditional values in terms of how to handle um, mental health struggles and mental health issues. Um, and in, in addition to that, they put a lot of pressure on uh, realistically going into college and wanting to uh, uh, see the best in me, which is a positive push, but also negative in a way because of how they, of their stigma against mental health. I'd just like to add on that oftentimes people do not understand the stress that our generation is under and 
this has been a thing for a long time, obviously. Um, college admissions has been a thing for a long time. High school has been a thing for a long time. But I don't think, this might be a bit of a stretch, but I don't think any generation has been under the same pressure that we've been under and, you know, the same push to be, like, to fix the world and everything. Like, everyone has had to undergo pressure, but not necessarily to the scale of our generation. Adams? Uh, I would agree that, well, for me, mainly, you, college and universities, my main focus right now, and it's just insane how much harder it is to get into a good university. And sometimes I wish I was like born before, where it would be a lot easier to get into a good university. But you just have to not worry about things you can't control, like he said over there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'd say like you were talking about with. I would say there's probably the biggest disconnect between us and our parents or us and grandparents or the generations above us because in their eyes I don't think they, like you said, understand the amount of stress that our generation is under and I think a lot of times that leads to arguments or misunderstandings or them, like you were saying, having very traditional value, values about mental health and not really seeing it as an issue, more of something where you're like, well just stop worrying about it because Maybe that's what they were told or just what they truly believe. And I feel that's where the biggest disconnect lies between the teens in our generation and the generation above is that they don't really understand the pressure because I don't think they've, they had to feel that pressure when they were our age. And I feel like another thing, um, safety might be another concern because I feel like oftentimes when I watch shows or clips from like the 80s and 90s you just see, see people like playing in the street and whatnot things were kind of a little bit more peaceful now um i don't think i don't know anyone who walks to school um you know you have to drive to school and whatnot or you, you have to rely on your parents until you can drive and all of that so yeah that also complicates life and i feel like there's not so much of that community aspect in our country now as there was like in past decades and generations like i don't know do y'all know your neighbors no idea yeah. i've met them but i feel based on what my parents are telling me stories of them going over to their neighbor's house and playing with the kids on their street like you said i feel like the lack there's a lack of community and while you may know everybody and be friendly with everybody it's not like what your parents tell you stories of, what you see, where everybody is out, just like enjoying life together. I feel like it's very much every man for themselves with some friendly waves thrown in there. It's especially harder in immigrant communities, um, especially if it's like um, a very small minority of immigrants. Uh, there's obviously a majority of Hispanics and um, Hispanics immigrants that are able to find their community, which is very fortunate. But for a lot of people in the Asian community, um, because of our diaspora and how I guess spread out, where in terms of where we live, it's harder to find each other and it's harder to connect with each other. Yes, this will be final question unless y'all have any more questions. Um, how do you feel as though community or lack thereof and its shift during COVID has? positively or negatively impacted your mental health and self-care practices? Uh, like I was saying earlier, I feel like it's much more now, so much pressure on yourself to be able to like 
fix yourself and fix is kind of a weird word to use, but to help yourself get better or help yourself deal with it. I feel like when COVID hit and all of these resources of friends and seeing people every day, it makes you feel very isolated. And if you had that feeling before, then it's very amplified. And so I feel like there was a lot of pressure then put on people to like figure it out for themselves. And I don't think, I mean, obviously it deteriorated a lot of people's mental health. So the fact that things are reopening now, it really proves how important community and having people you can reach out to or healthy mechanisms is so important because you're not alone. I think since we live in such like a digital age that COVID wouldn't affect us as much as it did in the past. But at the same time, it also opened up the door to like more influencers and people online who get a, a larger audience because of everyone staying inside. And that can be either negative or positive. But I think that COVID is can go either way. It can be very positive for some people and very negative, negative for some people. Especially with how, I guess, like, as mentioned before, how it changes everyone's um, sense of community. Um, during COVID era, a lot of people had, um, had to switch out their uh, self-care practices, like the people who are previously outside, outside and doing things have to be restricted to indoor activities, which makes it harder to, I guess, find or reconnect to that sense of community. How do you guys um, think, I guess, COVID has affected both your mental health and your motivation to life? For me, the year when COVID hit, it was a very fun school year, I guess. And so having that cut off, I guess, wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing ever because I got to spend more time with my family. School was shorter. But then I guess after that, things were just like, School became a little bit more difficult for me, um, especially in terms of math, because like while I was doing it online, it was easy, I was rushing through it and everything. But then the next year, it was just like, I don't remember half of these concepts. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of school, my motivation, like I wanted to get better and continue to learn, but I didn't quite know how. I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> most of my middle school career I kind of just like lollygagged through school it always came pretty naturally easy to me which is very lucky and so I was kind of always lazy school-wise in middle school because I never really had to put in much effort and so when COVID hit being a lazier person I guess um, my motivation was almost all gone online school was very much I showed up and that was pretty much it and I was putting in minimal effort which looking back was not a not a smart move on my part. I was kind of taking advantage of being online, but going into a new school and it being a pretty difficult school, I very much regret that. And I'm working to gain back motivation because it was a pretty big slap in the face as to, oh wow, this isn't coming easy anymore. And so having never had those practices and having my very minimal practices that I had be pretty much completely destroyed, cut down during COVID. It's been pretty difficult trying to find motivation and find like somewhere to bring effort into what I'm doing. So it's been, COVID 
made a big hit on that. Yeah, I would actually like to kind of add on to that. Um, I guess for a long time, um, throughout my, I don't know how to say this without giving my personal information, but like mm, the before part of my school. Okay, we'll say that um, COVID is like the dividing line before COVID. So my before COVID time, I guess um, I was always very emotionally attracted to school and very excited for it. Um, and I had like never really experienced not being eager for school. Even when I was online, I was eager for school. But then when I got back to in-person, it was just kind of like, I still loved school, but it was a lot more difficult. So I had to learn how to rely on like not motivation. I don't know how to say it, but I had to stray away from like doing things because I wanted to, or I was motivated to and doing things more because not necessarily that I had to, but because of the long-term consequences of not doing them and yeah kind of because I had to and because it was my duty almost anyone else I have a question Go for it. Uh, how do you think like in the future careers you guys will have how do you think the stress and the long hours you might have affect you because I know that I'm going to go into a very highly stressful and long career and I'm not so sure about how I'm gonna deal with all that stress and the long hours I might have. So I just wanna know like, how are you guys planning to deal with that? Okay, so for me, I'm kind of of the mind, I will cross that bridge when I get to it. I'm still um, pursuing my education. Um, and I think, first of all, I want to try and kind of reduce the amount of stress that I'm experiencing right now so that it doesn't like snowball. Um, yeah. I just want to teach myself that like not doing your not getting the best results isn't the end of the world and of course you want that but especially as I go into my um, post-educational career yeah I want to continue feeling that way and of course there is going to be stress that's a normal part of part of life but I just don't want to let it consume me uh, specifically to the work aspect or career aspect you were talking about I feel like it's very important to balance work and leisure and to not let work consume your whole life or your career consume every aspect of your life because I've seen it happen. That's one of the worst things that happens to people is they let it take over their whole life and they lose time for hobbies that they enjoy and seeing people and it damages relationships. So going into a career that's long hours and high stress, it's so important to find something that you enjoy and to always make time to do it, I feel like it's probably the best self-care in that aspect. Thank you so much for listening in to this episode of Teams Talk IRL. I'd like to say a huge thank you to everyone who was in here today. Y'all all did so great, and this was very interesting and very fun speaking to y'all. So until next time, this is Teams Talk IRL. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Got something you want to say? Send us your listener letters to teams at dpl at outlook.com. While we here at Teens Talk IRL discuss a tea, if you have a real problem stirring, try to speak with a trusted adult. If you are a teen and you are in an emergency situation, call 911. For more teen resources, visit dallaslibrary.org.